Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the girls and boys NSAA High School Soccer Championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Monday, May 13th, see Class B girls at 8.30 p.m. Central and Class A girls at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. Listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Welcome back to Hurt at Sports Radio here on AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri Cities. I'm Ravi Lula. Andrew Rogers here with me as well. Time to set up the show for you because we spent the first half hour not doing that. <laughs> uh, coming up at 745, uh, we've got a couple of really cool guests today. Uh, first, we've got Ken Kratzer. He covers the midshipmen of Navy. He is uh, going to help us preview that Army-Navy game from that side. Coming up at uh, at 845, we will talk to Bill Wagner, who also covers that game as well. Um, and then at 9.45, we will talk to our guy, Matt Verzal. Um, <clears throat> no Mike Sauter today. He's a little bit under the weather. I think there's something going around a little bit. So uh, wish Mike the best getting back on his feet um, as he is uh, not feeling great this morning. But I imagine somebody who was not feeling great over the last couple of days was Sean McDermott. Yeah, as, somebody a little sick to their stomach, you yeah, say. Yeah, maybe for some other reasons. Uh so a story came out, and it was – there's a couple things that we need to address here. Uh, so this happened in 2019. That's four years ago. That's a, that's a minute ago, right? Um, what were you doing in 2019, Ravi? 2019. Um, I got mm, – let's see. I made the move to Sioux City in 2019. I got married in 2019. Congratulations. Thank you. Because 2019 is the new 2023. Apparently, apparently it is for Sean McDermott. He's really so you're a newlywed. Yeah. I w- uh, so it depends on when this happened uh, during training camp. So, yeah, I would have been married by that point. Uh, very, very recently married at that point. Uh, so during training camp in 2019, Sean McDermott was, you know, trying to inspire. Sure. I think that's a uh, one word we could use. Um, Fire up the team. He was every morning he would address the team with some allegedly motivational thoughts to get the day going in training camp. Well, I'm you sure know? He, he was motivating them throughout training camp. Yes. Yes. Just These maybe. Well, not maybe. The, he, he, may he missed have, the mark he on missed this the one. the mark here. So if you haven't heard, he used the used the example of the terrorists on 9-11 for a group of people that came together to execute a common goal, which is, I got to say, not a good decision. That is, first of all, there's a couple things going on here. I, I, first and foremost, obviously that's not anything you should ever make light of, right? Um, that's obvious. It was a clear misstep in judgment from Sean McDermott and he said he apologized for it at the time it came out yesterday kind of publicly Um, so we don't really need to get into like the morality of the comments because we all know it was stupid and bad and dumb okay Mm -hmm. what I find interesting about this situation are two things number one 
why did it come out four years later? Right? People obviously have known about this for four years. People are not generally good at keeping secrets, especially in the sports world. They love telling other people things. And then you go look at the standings in the AFC East. And the well, Buffalo Bills are 6-6. Six and six. Yeah, and it's not a record that keeps them out of the playoffs right now. No. Um, but it is a record that is below expectation. They have dramatically of where, underachieved. Of where they are supposed to finish this year, or at least were expected to finish this And where season. they've been the last few years, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah, they've AFC been, Championship game. They've been the main challenger to the Chiefs in the AFC. Um, them and the Bengals have been the other two teams that have actually given the Chiefs trouble. So you kind of think, well, is this like a, hey, now I have some reason to well, so we, think twice about Sean McDermott? I th- here's, here's what I think happened, right? So we had this conversation a couple weeks ago as we went through the NFL coaches because Adam Schefter took the over on 10 coaches getting hired or fired, and Sean McDermott was on my list of guys I thought would get fired. They have dramatically underachieved. Mm-hmm. and Yeah, because I kept him off my list. You did, and I think... I mean, obviously you're not, obviously you're not getting rid of like Josh Allen or anything like that. Or you know, there's only so many changes you can make out of your star players. Mm-hmm. You're not moving on from Josh Allen because he's even though he's not the level. I think, in he my opinion, be. I don't think he's the level that some other people put him at. Uh, he is an incredibly talented and successful quarterback, and you're not moving on from that, especially in Buffalo when you've gone through the desert of quarterbacks. I mean. JP Lossman ring any bells? Like it's been rough out there. Uh, but <laughs> but so I, I think what we're looking at here is hey, they kind of are thinking about firing him. When you see organizations in that place, a lot of times you start to see these negative stories start to leak a little bit. I go back to the the Red Sox when Terry Francona was going to get fired and you start hearing about the chicken and beer and the, the fried chicken and beer in the clubhouse and oh, there was a, it was a real loose environment. He couldn't get those guys on track, whatever. It's like, well, it was fine the previous years when they won a couple world titles, but now that we want to get rid of him, it's like, oh, the chicken and beer in the clubhouse. All right. <laughs> you know, so this is a very common thing that happens. We're a beef team. You know, when, when Bill Moose retired, quote unquote, it's like, ah, he wasn't in the office a bunch. He was in Montana most of the time. Like, well, nobody cared when he was hiring Scott Frost and he was in the office. It wasn't right. in the office. Well, you always look for an excuse. Yeah, exactly. Um, you you want to justify the means to the claim. And it's, and a, it's a PR thing, right? It's They've known about this for a long time. They obviously didn't think it was a fireable offense at the time. But now that they want to fire him for other reasons, they're like, uh, maybe this should be out in the public so people kind of know, right? So that's number one is why it came out now, why I th- it think it came out now. Number two and this is going to seem like a strange example, but I think it's accurate. All the time when we are second-guessing coaches, we hear people say, well, you think you know better than the coaches? You think you know more about football than the coaches? Like, no, I don't think I know more than football about the coaches. What I do know is coaches oftentimes overthink things. They oftentimes do not see the forest through the trees. They're in the weeds. They are way too close to a situation a lot of the time because I've been there. I have been in that situation where I have been too close to it to make an objective, rational decision. And you overthink things. How many, just off the top of your head, there's like a million examples that do not cause grief and trauma and don't reference one of the most traumatic events in American history mm-hmm. about a, 
a group of people coming together to execute a common goal, right? Yeah. No, I, I mean, I have two right now just in history. Yeah. I mean, give me D-Day. Mm-hmm. One of probably the most extensive and organized military operation of all time. Right. I think the Battle of 300. Like that was the first Boom. thing that popped in my head. Uh, I thought the Trojan Horse. Is, yeah, is, you're going way back, ex- right? Highly executed. Even you know, I saw Oppenheimer this summer. The Manhattan Project. They built a town and developed this technology that had never existed before, and they got a late start on it, and they executed this goal. Now, mm-hmm. what, what? However, you feel about the execution of that goal, it is what it is. But still an incredible feat, right? You have this, and kind of mimics training camp more because they were all isolated in New Mexico. and You know, like there's way better examples. We just sat here, thought of three just off the top of our heads. And, you know, deep Four. down, deep down, you have to know your example's wrong. Yes. Right? Like, because even me thinking about, like, I'm, I'm, I'm picturing myself going to the high school team that I was uh, mm-hmm. coaching this fall and, and saying this story. And thinking in my stomach how sick that would make me to even think about saying. Yeah. So the fact that it didn't make him sick to his stomach to say, and that even in here, this is the part that kind of like spoke to me. Mm -hmm. He said he brought everybody together after practice had started Mm -hmm. and said, this was the goal. This was the intent. And I apologize if anyone whatsoever felt a certain type of way coming out of that meeting. If anyone misinterpreted or didn't understand the message, I apologize. So it wasn't that he was apologizing no. for the scenario. It was that he the gave. non-apology. It, apology. It, it was the apology for. Oh, hey, I'm sorry if, if I offended you. If you if you were offended, well, so be it. I'm sorry you took it the wrong way. Like, like there's not a right way to take it, sir. Bro, get off the bus, man. Like, get off. <laughs> so that's that's how I like. Again, this is a weird example of it. But that's how I know for a fact, besides having been in it as a, as a coach before, that's how I know for a fact that coaches sometimes get so deep in their own heads that they just mess up. And if it can happen with prepared remarks at a training camp, you're telling me it can't happen in a pressurized situation of a critical game? And that's if, if it's prepared and it happens. That's what I mean. Unprepared is even scarier. Or happening in the moment, right? Yeah, Where, well, how do you react? Oh, That's what I mean. So it's a, it's a strange example, but that's one of the first things I thought of. I was like, man, like if you don't read this and think like, yeah, coaches miss sometimes, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously you think a lot of other things too about Sean McDermott, but coaches miss sometimes. Yeah. Like, and, and even when they're prepared and ready to go, they still miss. The big one is key number one that you gave, though. This came out because mm-hmm. Coach McDermott is on the hot seat. Uh, coming up next, we're going to talk to Ken Kratzer. He covers Army football. We're going to talk about the Army-Navy game here on Herd Sports Radio. <laughs> 